Today's bonus round is brought to you by our friends at Razer. It's time to lose your tether and go wireless. Pick up some of the best gaming gear you have ever owned with Razer's wireless products, from headsets to mice to keyboards and everything in between. They have a product for you, and it's time to lose the cables. You can pick yours up at multiplayerpodcast.com slash Razer. Add something to your cart. You're going to get the best piece of gear ever. Make sure at checkout you enter code MULTIPLAYER. They're going to send you something amazing, and they're going to give you a free gift for supporting the show and listening to this episode. Now on to the bonus round. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, where we like to talk about gaming. Today is a bonus round episode, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different than what we normally do, because we are going to be answering questions submitted from you guys, our listeners. I am your host, Paul, and joining me here in the hot seat, it's a little cramped, but I guess there's room for both of us on here. He's already sweating, worried about the answers he's going to give. It's Josh. Paul, if there's one thing about me you should know, it's that I never sweat about anything. Oh, I know. Other than just my bald head that sweats in the heat. So I've never really known you to be worried about anything, if we're going to be honest. You are very go with the flow. It's very hard to get you flustered. I do not worry about much, which I feel like is a talent. You know, some people mm-hmm. can sing, some people can dance, some people are artists. I am a non-worrier. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear you, which is very nice. Now, Josh, normally it's me, but how about you take the reins this time? Why don't you tell the people about how they can support the show and why they should? Well, I'm worried, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know that question was coming. I didn't know. Way to spring it on me, man. (laughs) It was the one question. Yeah. Honestly, if you're listening to this episode for the first time, welcome. Um, Please remember to subscribe. I think an Apple podcast is now called Follow. It's hitting the plus button in the uh, top of the screen to make sure that you get all the episodes as they come out. If you like what you hear, or maybe you've been listening for a little while and you say, hey, you know what? I like these guys. I feel like I should give them a little bit of support. There's a few ways you can do that. Number one is by leaving us a five-star review. That helps people read reviews. And when they see some good reviews, they go, hey, let me check out these guys and see what this is all about. And then we get more listeners, which is awesome. Uh, the second way that you can do that is over at MultiplayerSquad.com. You can sign up on Patreon to help support the show. We're going to give you a ton of cool benefits as a way of saying thank you for that. You get two bonus episodes every week. I think we have something like 45, 48 of them. So, you know, for, for as little as five bucks a month, you're going to get a ton of content. It's really the best deal in the universe. You know, um, you also get some cool discord perks. You get a shout out on the show. I I mean, it's, it's the best $5 you'll ever spend. Honestly, it really is. Or if you are using Apple podcasts, there is an actual subscribe button there that will give you things like early access, ad free episodes, and those same bonus episodes that I talked about. So really the choice is up to you, but that is a lot of different ways that you can say, Hey, thanks for the content and, and support the show. Yeah. 
And the quick take episodes are a lot of fun. Josh and I record those totally solo. Lately, they've been going very long. We have some quick takes that are 11, 12, 13 minutes long. I I, I pick up what you're putting down, Paul. I get a little chatty sometimes. (laughs) We've both done it. But that's where we just kind of get a chance to talk about maybe a game the other person doesn't want to play. Like, for example, I'm not the biggest fan of Subnautica. I, I get it. But... It lets Josh go off and do his own quick take. I get to go bananas and just talk about my favorite horror movies because it's near Halloween. So, you know, you get to get some extra content. Not even all of it is gaming related, although probably a good 95% of it is. All right. Now here for today, I know that you're very excited about this too, Josh. These are some of my favorite episodes because... We have solicited questions from our listener base. Most of that has come in by way of Discord. If you want to come join us there, there's a link in the episode description. Totally free to join. That's our primary way of communicating with our listeners. But if you don't want to do that, you can also find us on social media at Multiplayer Pod. You can also email me and Josh. It's just our first name at MultiplayerPodcast.com. So whatever way you want to submit questions, we'd love to hear from you guys. We have questions related to gaming, related to our childhoods, related to food, This is where we get to talk about gaming, but also it's a little bit more personal. And I think that can get a lot of fun, too, because we get to kind of talk about some other sides that don't normally come out on the show. I feel like we get to connect with the listeners through these episodes. And and I get like it's one of those things where if if I was listening to a podcast for the very first time, I'm probably not going to dive into like a listener's question episode because you need some context. You know what I mean? As far as that goes. But for people that have been listening a little bit, I feel like this is such a good way to connect with people. Like it's really funny to see some of the questions that people ask. It allows them to get to know us a little bit better and honestly as goofy as it sounds it allows us to get to know them a little bit better because they're asking these questions for a reason. Um and then we do talk about the answers and stuff on the Discord server as well. So they're they're a lot of fun, man. That's why we've kind of made this a uh, a regular type of episode. Yeah. The the last one that we did was actually all the way back in August. So it it's really? actually a it's full three months. Yeah. <laughs> so lo- lots of questions have been submitted. Plenty to talk about here. The way that we normally have done this in the past is that Josh and I just take turns. We've got a giant document here. We just kind of pick whatever question sounds fun. We'll read it out loud and we will both give our answers and then we'll just see how many we get through. It might be 10, it might be 35. I mean, who really knows until the end of the episode? Depends on how much I start talking, (laughs) Paul. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll I'll give you the honors, Josh. What question do you want to kick us off with here? I like this one because it's a little bit of a common question, but in reverse. Mm. What game do you wish you could get the time you spent playing back? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so not which game would you spend a lot of time playing? This is Ooh. the game that it's like, hey, you know what? I'm, I played this game for a while, and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you want me to go first? Yes, you go first. Okay. So my answer is not going to be the entire time. This is going to have a little bit of a caveat. I want back my time playing World of Warcraft from Whoa. 2008 on. What? I, I am Paul. 100% fine with my 14,000 hours that I spent <laughs> in the first couple of years of WoW. But it's everything from that point on, I would say I would rather have back, only because it is such an inordinate amount of time 
that I spent in World of Warcraft. I mean, all the time that I spent doing daily quests. I used to joke with my wife saying I had to get online to do my Warcraft chores. And uh, she did not appreciate that joke. She did not find that very funny. Uh, but a lot of it was just a lot of grinding and a lot of work. And ultimately, in the end, I don't really know if it was worth it. There's definitely a point when I started paying $15 a month to do online chores. And I don't think it was really worth it from that point on. It's funny because I remember it was about maybe a year or two ago where you got back into World of Warcraft for a little while. Mm -hmm. And so Tuesday nights, you could not game with us because you had your World of Warcraft raid night that you were a (laughs) part of. And I guess you were one of the healers or something. Mm -hmm. But we were all hopping on and like, hey, Paul, we're all going to play this. And you're like, oh, it's raid night, guys. Sorry. Yeah. And then we're like, you're dead to us, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very fun getting WoW Classic back. And once I cleared everything in Molten Core, Anixia, everything in Blackwing Lair, I was kind of like, you know what? I could stick around and do Nax and some of the additional content, but I felt like I did enough. So I felt like that was really fun to get back into it. But yeah, maybe from like 2009 up until 2016, that's probably when I quit WoW until getting back into it. Those 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 are the hours I would take back. What about you? It's a tough one, man, because it's like I played a gajillion hours of EverQuest, but I really liked that game. I, I mean, my wife like probably hated that game. Like, I, yeah. I, honestly, I know that she did because I like I played it way too much. So, like, there's this part of me that's like, hey, I you know, I that's the one game that I played too too much. You know, like I, in hindsight, I can look back and say I should not have played that game as much as I did. Um, you know, it's real easy to dive down into like the bottom of our leaderboard and say, you know, I wish I could get the time back I spent playing Overcooked 2 or Hood Outlaws and Legends, <laughs> you know what I mean? And stuff like yeah. that, because, uh, you know, we like most of the games on the leaderboard, but there's a few where it's like, this was really a slog. It's tough for me because there's not very many games out there where I'm like, this game is just terrible, man. Like, yeah. you know, like I regret this time. So as odd as it's going to seem because I gush about EverQuest, now that I'm older and more mature, I can look back and say I was too into that game. You know, like How to funny. the point where I was ignoring my wife. I was staying up till four o'clock in the morning when I had to get up and go to work at like 630 in the morning. Like you shouldn't be that obsessed with a game. Yeah, like yeah, honestly, yeah. it's just not healthy. But I was in that very like unhealthy relationship with that game. So as goofy as it is, because I have very very fond memories of it, I would say that that would be the game that if I could get back that time, I I'd, I'd probably be a millionaire by now because <laughs> like <laughs> I mean if I spent three thousand hours doing something productive, like I'd have something to show for it, right? Dude, it's so funny because I remember in Warcraft, there were so many things that you could do. If I got bored doing one thing, I would just shift and do something else. And I remember for basically one entire expansion, I just focused on making gold in WoW. And I was using all these add-ons and just playing the auction house game, buying mats cheap, crafting things, selling them higher. And I remember working my way up to like 800,000 gold, which at the time was bananas, and then I just was kind of like, why am I doing this <laughs> at this point? Why can't I do that in real why? life? Yes. I was so yes. rich in EverQuest, dude. I was, I would spend weeks just sitting in Freeport auctioning stuff. 
And they didn't have an auction house in EverQuest. So you actually had to like look through people's bags in their inventory and then say like, Hey, I want this item. How much you'd sit there and haggle back and forth. People would shout for things that they wanted to buy. Like I was filthy stinking rich in EverQuest. Like how come I can't do that in real life? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I know that we're spending a lot of time on this question, but just you talking about like your wife not liking EverQuest. My wife did not like me playing Warcraft either. And there is one famous story that still gets thrown out every once in a while. Now, with Warcraft, the raids would reset on certain days of the week. So you would normally have your main raid night, and then you would have progression, and you would come back a second night just to see how far you could get. And one day, we were supposed to go out with our friends and do something. It was before Nikki and I got married. And I remember Nikki and our friend Jackie came over to where I was living at the time. I had my roommate, Eric. And I told them, you guys are going to have to wait a bit because this raid is going long. And they waited downstairs while I was upstairs raiding for about an hour because it was the last boss. And I I kept thinking, okay, we're definitely going to one-shot this boss. We've done it before. We got here. We cleared all the trash. But we just kept wiping and having to restart. Oh, no. So they ended up waiting for about an hour. But now, you know, all of these years later, that time keeps getting inflated every time they tell the story. (laughs) We sat there for seven hours, (laughs) So the way that they tell it now, Nikki and Jackie say that they waited for me for four hours while I was, quote, doing a quick raid upstairs. So that that kind of became the longtime joke. So I think if you pull many wives and or girlfriends from like 2000 up until 2010, they're probably going to pick an MMO as their least. I, I was gonna, it's the blessing and the curse of the MMO genre, man. Yeah. It, you know, maybe it's a good thing that that genre has died <laughs> as much <laughs> as we be. want to play some more. Maybe uh, those things are best left uh, a dead. <laughs> nice. All right, time for the next question here. You know, we did get some Halloween questions here submitted as of late. So obviously we are just a little bit past Halloween, but we have one question here. How old is too old to trick or treat? Ooh. Good I question. faced that I faced that question this year because I wanted to go trick or treating and people were like, You're forty three, you can't you can't go <laughs> trick or treating anymore. And so apparently forty three is too old. Now mm. um I, I I'm I'm up for like people having a good time, man. Like I'm not really sure that there is an age where you should stop trick or treating. The only caveat to that is as I see kids get older, like I have seen like 18 year olds come up and trick or treat and it's fine. Here's your candy, but be respectful still. Mm-hmm. Like if you're willing to say trick or treat and sound like you're excited, I will give you candy. If you are a grown man, you could be 65 years old. If you come to my door and you go like trick or treat, you know, like I'm going to be like, Hey, awesome costume, old man. Like, and then he's like, no, this is just me, you know, but like, (laughs) that's fine. I I have no problem with people having a good time. The issue that I see is generally the older kids want to try to like play it cool. So they'll just walk up, open their bag, not say a word. The younger kids are all having a good time. And that's where I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, you don't have to be cool. It's Halloween, man. Like, have fun. So my answer is, you're too old if you can't say trick or treat and get excited about getting free candy. Do they have to have a costume? Yes, that is part of the deal. Is you show up to my house in costume, I give you candy. And that's, you say the words trick or treat. That's exactly what I was going to say. As long as you have a costume, I don't think there's an age limit. If you come up to the door, as long as you're in a costume. Now, if you are... 
like a 19 or 20 year old who just walks up and you're just wearing a t-shirt and jeans uh i'm still gonna give you candy i'm just gonna think it's weird but yes. i think as long as you wear a costume you're good to go i don't That's think there's any shame in, in, if, in age. if a group of full-grown adults married couples 20 of them came to my door in costume and and rang the doorbell and said trick-or-treat when i opened the door i would have so much fun yeah. like just handing out candy to that group of people but if you just ring the doorbell i open up the door and you just stand there and stare at me with your bag open like <laughs> i feel like i want to like break an egg in your halloween bag or something at that point <laughs> oh man how funny all right what you got up next for us here Josh? all right well let's see here so all right, this one's an easy one, Paul, but a little bit different. How many consoles have you had? Because famously, we are PC gamers at this point, right? Like, yes. we do have consoles. I have a Switch. You have a PS5 and a Switch. Mm-hmm. I used to own a PS4, but I sold it after I played all the games that I wanted to. So I, there are people out there that think that we are somehow like not console gamers anymore. It's just that we prefer to do our gaming on PC. But how many consoles have you owned throughout the years? Okay, so I've talked a little bit in the past about how my parents would not let me own a video game system. So the very first one that I owned was a Nintendo 64 because I had enough money from relatives like around my birthday and, and things like that that I saved up enough money and I told my parents that I wanted to buy one. And they said, well, since you have the money, we don't think we can really say no at this point. So for me, it was when I was 15 years old when I got my first console. And after the 64, I did buy a GameCube. I bought an Xbox. I bought an Xbox 360 and then a PS4 and a PS5. Now, the caveat here is that I have bought almost every single console ever, but it was because I bought them used years later. So I have also owned like an NES and a Super Nintendo. So you because, went back to older ones yes. that you weren't able to get at the time. Exactly. That was kind of my dream. I remember when my wife and I got married and we got our first house, I bought a big fancy wall mount, which if you're young, maybe you don't even know what these are, but you used to spend hundreds of dollars on this massive piece of furniture to hold your 700 pound 40 inch TV. And I had all of these spaces and my goal was to fill it with every old console. So I had a Sega Genesis, a Super Nintendo, an NES. I've never owned an Atari, and I never owned a PS3. But I've had just about everything else along the way. But most of them were after the fact. So I'm a little bit older. I had... A, my dad had a TRS-80, which was one of the very first home computers that you could possibly own um, back in the day. That that was my first actual experience. It wasn't a console, though, but this was really before people even had computers in their houses. Um, I did get an Atari 2600 for Christmas one year. Absolutely lost my mind because my brother and I <laughs> thought that that was the most insane present ever. Um, I remember I, I've told the story about my brother going out and buying an NES and trying to hide it from me because he didn't want me to play it. Uh, I went out and bought a Sega Genesis because I couldn't get my hands on a Nintendo and my brother wouldn't let me play his. Um, I had a SNES. I'm trying to think. There was a little bit of a gap there for a while. And then I got the original Xbox. I did not own an original PlayStation because I went Xbox at the time. I did have a PS2. I skipped the PS3, 
I got an Xbox 360, which lasted me like eight years before it got the Red Ring of Death. And then they actually still warrantied it for me because they did like the big, long extended warranty thing. But at that point, I was kind of done with the 360 anyway. I had a PS4 for about a year and a half, played all the games that I wanted on that, and then got rid of that. And I currently do not have an Xbox or a PlayStation yet. Um, And then we have... Well, my family's liked Wii, so we've had the original Wii, the Wii U, the Switch, uh, and that's it. I've never, ever owned a portable gaming. I've never owned a Game Boy, uh, a PlayStation, Vita, or whatever the other ones are. So I've managed <laughs> to avoid that market. Yeah, Game Gear. Uh, which console overall would you say was your favorite? Probably the PS2 and the 360. Those are yeah. the ones that I feel like I had the most fun. Could have been time of life. Could have been friends at the time. Um, I did not actually own. A, wait, yeah, I did own a Nintendo sixty four. Actually, I forgot about that. And my wife, when I met her, had a Dreamcast. I didn't own it, but I played that a lot too. So I feel like we've got most of these covered. It's kind yeah. of funny that you and I never did the PS three though. You know what I just remembered though? I did buy one and I scalped it. So (laughs) I don't feel so good about that now, but at the time I was like, I don't know, 19 or 20 and I was able to get one for like 400 bucks or whatever it costs. And I sold it on eBay for 1200. Wow. That was a lot of money to me at the time. And I did not, I did not regret it back then. I I, I would not do that nowadays, but, uh, so technically I did own a PS3. I just only had it in my possession for like four days and I never opened it. Yeah, I I really enjoy console gaming. I will buy a PS5 when Ragnarok comes out. You know, it's just like I'm I'm thankful that I don't have to try to worry about availability and stuff like that. Um, but I love I love console gaming. It's just a different vibe. It really is. Like I have absolutely nothing against it. I just prefer gaming on a PC. I have you know my office set up and you know all my good hardware and stuff like that. So it is my preference. But there's something to be said for just plopping on a couch with some friends and playing games on the you know, the big TV. (laughs) Sure. All right. Next question here. I like this one. What are the best snacks to eat and drink while gaming? Oh man. (laughs) I saw, Uh, I saw a GIF on Reddit that made me laugh the other day and it had some kind of title, like every gamer waiting for their match to start. And it was this guy shoving like Cheetos in his mouth and then really quickly starts wiping off all the dust, like all over his clothes. (laughs) And and the OCD part of me was like, no, don't don't eat Cheetos and then touch your mouse and computer. That's that is the last thing you should be touching around your hardware are uh, Cheetos, Takis, Doritos. Anything that's going to leave that dust on your fingers is a no go. I mean, they're really <laughs> delicious, though, Paul. They are delicious. <laughs> I joke because my last keyboard was filled with crumbs. I love to snack <laughs> when I'm playing video games. Like I really do. There's mm-hmm. nothing at like nine 30, 10 o'clock at night. You're getting a little snacky. You know, you shouldn't be eating that late, but you're playing games with the boys and you're like, Oh man, you know what make this even better is like something delicious to go with it. Like personally, I love like barbecue boneless wings, ribs, <laughs> you know, that kind ribs? of stuff. What? <laughs> you're eating ribs in front of the computer and then playing overwatch. <laughs> no. You got one hand on Reaper shooting and your left hand, you're eating a rib. Oh, man. Um, I'm a big fan of trail mix. Like as goofy as that sounds, because they make a thousand different brands of trail mix. My wife, my wife actually knows my love of trail mix because it's easy to eat while you're gaming and it doesn't, you don't have to wipe your hands down. 
So she actually picked up. I have. All right, you're showing me caramel apple bourbon trail mix. Now that sounds really good, right? <laughs> Wait, how do you get bourbon into a trail mix? Uh, is it like you like to know, Paul? <laughs> is it like a glaze on on almonds or something? I don't yeah. know how you get how you get bourbon in there, but I like it. I'm for uh, it. Here's another one: apple cinnamon pecan trail mix. So she gets me these like gourmet trail mixes, and I love them. The problem mm. is, if I start eating like this is a decent sized bag, if I start, I will eat this entire bag, Paul. Like in one sitting and I won't even realize it until it's too late. And then I go like, what have I done, man? I just ate that whole bag of trail mix. And then I'm like 4,000 calories. Oh, it's I'm sure it's terrible (laughs) for me. But yeah. So for me, like anything that's easy to pop in and eat and does not require you to have to wipe your hands so that you don't taint your mouse. (laughs) You know, I... I actually don't eat a whole lot of food in front of the computer, but I am all for something that I can hold inside a wrapper because I just don't want to get chocolate or anything on my stuff. So if it's like a granola bar that I can leave in the wrapper, that's fine, or a candy bar, uh, I'm totally for that. But really, the only non-negotiable for me is a cup of Diet Coke, <laughs> Diet and Coke. whenever we are going to load the dishwasher, the kids have to go check my desk and I am also known to just have a lot. Like right now, since you're showing me your trail mix, uh, we've got one empty 44 <laughs> ounce uh, Diet Coke there. Here's another one, Josh. <laughs> another 44 ounce. Yeah. And here's an empty, uh, I don't know, like a 20 ounce glass from home. And now I've got the one that I'm actually drinking right now. So I currently have three empty cups and one that's currently filled. So oh, that's that's my non-negotiable. This is also why I have to run to the bathroom a lot in between matches. It's because of all the Diet Coke. The Diet Coke. Yes, I can attest to your love of Diet Coke and always having one nearby. I do have yeah. a confession, Paul. I eat at my desk a pretty good bit. I, you know, whether it's just working or snacking or something like that, I use a keyboard tray for my mouse and my gaming keypad. And I have a fairly large mouse mat on there as well. Yeah. I literally have to probably once a month take my mouse <laughs> pad outside, outside, <laughs> yeah. hose it down, scrub it with like the blue scrubby <laughs> from the sink with a little bit of Dawn liquid on there because yeah. <laughs> there is melted chocolate, there's crumbs, <laughs> there's drips of, you know, root beer or whatever else I've been drinking at the time. Like, when I look down and I go, oh, yeah, it's time to clean my mouse pad, <laughs> you, you know it's really bad. Should I buy you one of those bibs that has, like, the pockets that catch oh, all that the food at the bottom? The food? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That would be then you delicious. can just lean back, eat whatever you want. It's just going to fall right in there. And now you can go into the pockets and eat from your scraps. So it's like, you know, when you eat a taco, you always put down a flour yes. tortilla. All the fall, all, everything that falls on it, you wrap it up. Now you have a second taco. So this really could be win-win. Paul, I have nature's bib. It's called a big beard. So. <laughs> so the beard already catches everything, <laughs> whether you want it to or not. Oh, man. Oh, very nice. Uh, now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> okay, here's a good one. This is I like this one. If there were three things you could take with you into a zombie apocalypse, what would it be? Oh, boy. All right. And you can't say like some decked out zombie truck thing that's going to crush everything. Like three just general items. What would they be? For a zombie apocalypse. All right. Do you, do you have your items already in the barrel? 
I have two. I'm trying to decide on my third. Oh boy. Okay. I feel like you you don't the, the key thing here I think is to not have consumables, right? Like if I bring a gun and it's only got like one magazine or something like that's only going to be so useful. So I think first and foremost, I think I want to go with some kind of like spiked bat. I feel like that's really going to come in handy. I feel like you see that a lot in zombie movies or TV shows. I think that one's going to be a must. I probably want some kind of water purifier. Ultimately, my goal is to get to an island where I can't be attacked by the zombies. I think that's kind of where I'm going. And then with my last item, I don't know, maybe some kind of like survival guide. I don't know. I'm just thinking off the fly here. All right. I... This is going to sound goofy. I want like a hatchet or an axe. Like you need some kind of bladed tool, but it needs to be a tool. Like running around with a katana sounds really neat, but you're not going to (laughs) be chopping barriers and stuff like that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So I want some kind of like sharp axe or hatchet. Mm -hmm. I want a ladder, Paul. Oh, because zombies okay. cannot climb ladders and you need to have a way to get away from them. And whether it's over a fence or up on a roof or something like that. So I think that is the most underappreciated tool in a zombie apocalypse is having a good lightweight like extension ladder. So hold on. You've got like like an A-frame ladder <laughs> that you're holding Absolutely. above your head and you're just sprinting with it. I can push zombies okay. away with it. Okay. I can plant it down on the ground and use it like a pole vault. Spin it in a circle, I keep can, everyone yes, away. I, yes, absolutely. And okay. then my third one, man, you brought up the good thing about like a water purifier because I don't want to die of dehydration. Um, Are you going to go with your item? Nintendo Switch? I was going to say, man, some <laughs> some kind of, you know, just a stack of money that's completely worthless. Um, I don't, man, a third. Okay, so I've got my ladder. I've got my axe. And I think I would want, you know, food, a, a can opener? <laughs> <laughs> a can opener? What are you going to eat, man? Axe, I guess if everybody's your dead. Axe, your axe is opening Actually, whatever you want. I think I'd want. go with a bow and arrow. Oh, okay. Because you need to hunt, right? Like, there's not going to be people around. I think a bow and arrow serves as the long range weapon, the long range tool. I can hunt with that. I've been hunting before. So it's like, I, you know, I could get a deer and, and eat. I can climb up my ladder like a deer stand. Uh huh. I think I'm cool. Good. So one, one bow and one arrow. Sounds good. <laughs> I can make arrows, Paul. <laughs> It's not that you're going to make you just, arrows. You never you know, made you're a bow use and arrow ladder. when you were a kid I, with a little twig and the string. Okay, so I've been playing Rise of the Tomb Raider, and now I'm just picturing you using your ladder to get into bird nests to to gather the bird feathers, exactly. and you're going to craft your own arrows. See, you proved my point. Ladder is the most underrated tool in any apocalypse. Yeah. Um, you heard it here first, people. Don't forget your ladder. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, at this time here, we want to give a very special thank you to our friends over at Razor. They are OG supporters of our show, and they are such an easy company to talk about because we absolutely love their company. They are for gamers by gamers, and we really want to tell you guys today about their line of wireless products because who wants to be a gaming Pinocchio? I don't. 
I don't want any strings to tie me down, so you can go pick up some items like your Viper Ultimate Mouse, a Black Shark V2 Pro headset. These things are going to keep you gaming without worrying about having your hands caught into your wires or anything like that. They have amazingly fast technology. It's three times faster than any other wireless product that you can use. And they also have a sustainability initiative. They care about the environment. They're an easy company to love. And everything's got RGB. So all of your stuff's going to work great and it's going to look great. If you want to use any Razer products, head over to MultiplayerPodcast.com slash Razer and add whatever you want into your shopping cart and make sure to use promo code MULTIPLAYER and they will send you some free items along with your product. All right, Josh, moving along here. I think you read the last question. I did. So let's see. Hmm. I am going to go with... What game would you recommend someone play as their very first gaming experience? Ooh. That's an interesting one. I would... I, actually, I think I know the answer to this one. Portal 2. Oh, oh, Portal 2. Okay. The reason I say that is there, there's a couple. Number one, it's very easy to pick up. The controls in that game are very, very simple. Left click for one portal, right click for the other portal, and spacebar to jump, right? WASD. So it's about as simple as a scheme as you can get. I feel like that's very easy for somebody to pick up at that point. The beauty of it is, is that the game starts off fairly easy. They start walking you through. So there's this very easy like tutorial intro to the game as well before it really starts ramping up the puzzle difficulty and stuff like that. It tells a phenomenal story. It's funny. I like. I feel like it's the perfect all-around game so that you can get somebody used to actually playing it. And then when they're used to it, guess what you can do? You can blow their minds and say, hey, you got a friend you want to play with? Because now you can <laughs> multiplayer. do multiplayer. And then they go, what's multiplayer? And you go, that's where you play with other people. And so I feel like for a newbie, somebody that's playing a game for the first time, Portal 2, for me, hands down, because not only that, but it's a phenomenal game. So it's not like you're going to make them play something and they go, yeah, this game sucks, man. I don't, maybe I don't like gaming. (laughs) You're not going to make Hood Outlaws and Legends the first game (laughs) that someone plays. Why do I keep getting assassinated? (laughs) I hate this game. (laughs) Why can't these assassinations be interrupted? Uh, I think for me, I would say Breath of the Wild. That's what I was thinking. I would want a game that is very, very big in scope, but is pretty simplistic for the most part. And I think a Zelda game would serve really well. I would also be totally fine going back and playing an old one like the Wind Waker. I think Zelda is just a really fun, easy way to get introduced. So I was thinking maybe that or some kind of platformer, you know, literally maybe even something like Super Mario World. But I think it also depends on like the age of the person and like why have they never played a game before. So if it was like a grandma who's never played a game, then it's probably more going to be something like an old Mario game. If it's like a teenager who was, you know, maybe raised by a pack of wolves and now they're getting <laughs> domesticated or something, I'm, then maybe something more along the lines of Zelda, I would say. Yeah, I feel like those are both good. Zelda, some of the bosses in Breath of the Wild weren't super easy, but I guess you have a long time to get used to the game before you get to that point, too. And you can just explore for a dozen hours before you'd get bored anyway. For, for me, it'd be Valorant and Escape from Tarkov. <laughs> you know, Tarkov. Just here I you can't go. imagine, I can't right? imagine Tarkov <laughs> being the first game. 
All right, here's here's four pages of just all the key bindings. Now remember, you can crouch at 12 different positions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Your seven lean options. Yes. <laughs> Slight lean, medium lean, far Ooh. lean. Oh, goodness. I can't even imagine. All right. Uh, I like this one, Paul. What is your favorite PC part? Okay. When I read, (laughs) when I read that question, it did kind of make me laugh a little because like your computer doesn't work if you pull out your processor or like your RAM. I mean, everything has to work together. I was not even terribly sure how to answer this question. I guess like the GPU is like the funnest part like if you're going to upgrade something on your computer what is going to give you the most joy it's got to be your graphics card so i but i kind of think that's like the obvious answer so i wasn't sure if i was going to go with a second backup but what's your answer to this one my favorite pc part it's tough because i'm thinking about i'm building i built a lot of computers in my day I think it's the RAM. The RAM. <laughs> it's the easiest thing. Like, you know, when you're putting the processor in, your hands are shaking. You're like, please don't let me bend any of these pins. You know, like that part's super stressful. And then it's like, you've got this big honking graphics card and you're like, don't let me drop this thing. It's like a thousand dollars, you know, and then you've got your RAM, which sure. is super important. Easiest thing in the world to install. But it's the easiest thing in the world to install. You don't have to worry about breaking it. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You know exactly where it goes. Like for me, it's just like it's the nonchalant like PC part where it's like, hey man, like, you know, I'm easy going. You don't have to worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> what a funny answer. I I think if I were going to say like the opposite, like what's my least favorite part? It's definitely the power supply unit, because when you're pricing out buying a computer, you're probably including things like your motherboard, your processor, your GPU, your memory, maybe even your monitor and case. I I feel like everyone forgets how expensive a decent PSU is, and there are times when they are not widely available online and everyone's sold out and they jump up in price, and they can even be a couple hundred bucks. So I feel like if a PSU breaks... That's the least fun thing to have to spend money on. That's like the least sexiest part of a computer. I can tell you, hands down, the worst part about the computer is the tiny, teeny little pins that go in for like the power LED and the hard drive light oh. LED. You know, the, the, mini, like <laughs> the microscopic little connectors? Yes, yes, yes. That yes. are individuals? The like, single why pin. can they not just make that a normal plug, man? That is the part about building a computer I hate more than anything else is trying to use these tiny little connectors. I don't know whether they're backwards, they're forwards, there's a positive side, there's a negative side. I, I'm going to put one in, I knock the other one out. It's just, it's rage-inducing, man. It's my least favorite part about building a computer. Inevitably, something's hooked up wrong. So like your restart button won't work, or your USB on the front display, or on the front of your case won't work. I will tell you, though, building PCs is so much easier now than back in the day. You used to have to worry about jumpers for your hard drives and like which ones were primary. Even with you mentioning the processor pins, even that you don't have to worry about anymore. You just line it up with the notch and it's it's in. You know, back in the day, it was like you really did have to worry about those, you know, 400 pins or whatever. And if one got bent, your processor is not going to go in and it's not going to work quite right. 
but at least it's a lot easier these days to build a PC. I feel like it's much less stressful. I have to piggyback this question, Paul. I don't mean right. to steal a second question, but we have another one that's kind of tied to this, but I think we, we have to answer. If you were a PC, what would your specs be? <laughs> oh, gosh. That, <laughs> that question also made me laugh. I saw that one come in on in, in, in real time. I think that one came in from Red Letter, and I just immediately, like, you know, had to add like a laughing emoji to that or something. Uh, I will say that if you had asked me this a few years ago, it would have been like a lightning fast top of the line (laughs) specs. But now that I'm far closer to 40 than 30, like these specs are dropping, Josh. I don't, I I feel it slipping. This is not processors slowing down. Your Ram's getting clogged up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like my computer has an i7 9700K processor. That's not what I'm working with up here anymore, buddy. This is like maybe a fourth gen <laughs> Intel at this point. What's it? The FX, the FX 460s or whatever the oh, off brand. Yeah. Well, the- yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're at least working with a Pentium up here. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too slow yet to get down into the, you know, 386, 486 range, but it's slipping. But I will say that I do feel like I memorize a lot of facts really easily. So I would have like a really big hard drive, but everything else is running pretty slow. Not going to lie. For me, like, you know, the memory's still just solid, man. Fast, right? I can recall stuff quickly. I, I can access that RAM quick. Processors starting to slow down just a little bit. And then I'm running with like a really old motherboard and a really old power supply. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, the basis is there and it's working, but something's going to go at some point. It's probably going to be the motherboard and I'm running on fumes, man. So this power supply at my age is really starting to wear down now. You know, it's not quite giving me the juice that it used to. You know, maybe maybe <laughs> right. most components work most of the time, but every now and then there's that day where it's like, yeah, we don't really have enough power for the RAM today, so I hope you don't mind being dumb today. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Oh, man. All right. Let's see here. Picking on a new question. How about this one? Because you know how much I love movies. All right. I don't know. You, you don't, you don't, you don't got to go for a full top five here if you don't want. But we did get a question here that is, what are your top five favorite movies? And multiple series can count as one. So if you want to say Star Wars, you can count all of them as one entry. Ooh, okay. Hellboy 2. Mm-hmm. Famously Infinity, your favorite. Infinity War slash Endgame. Can I group those? Because technically they're one That's movie. a series. Yeah, The Avengers. Yeah, okay. All right. So The Avengers, um, Inception. I love that movie. Dark Knight, the series. Love that. Um, and then oh, Matrix. Oh, okay. I feel like not a lot of people say The Matrix anymore, but it's such a good movie. Dude, back in the day when The Matrix so first came out, it was earth shatteringly good. It was it the first rated up. R movie I ever saw in the theater. It still holds up to this day. Like, I just watched it with my kids. I, we watched the first and the second one. The third one's a little wonky. But I mean, it kind of needs to be there. But yeah, I absolutely love The Matrix, dude. First one in particular is unassailable. And then Stand By Me. I don't know if that's five or six, but... (laughs) Nice. Uh, I think for me, my number one favorite movie, I always say, is Heat. Love that movie. I would also throw in here Silence of the Lambs. I would put in Seven, 
Oh, I would also say, uh, I really love the Royal Tenenbaums. Probably my I've favorite comedy seen, is that a movie. Yeah, the Royal Tenenbaums. I've never seen that. Ooh, Josh, you and I are part of a movie club. I was gonna say we get together every couple weeks as a big group of people and watch movies. And at some point, I will pick the Royal Tenenbaums. It's my favorite comedy. And the last one, I'm gonna say, Gone Girl big fan of that movie too i feel like i've seen that but i don't remember it that one's only a few years old that's one one with ben affleck where he may or may not have killed his girlfriend who's gone missing and it's got neil patrick harris i don't think i've seen that then actually maybe i've seen the trailer the 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 movie name or the poster or whatever but i don't think i've actually seen the movie fun fact i went on a date night with my wife to see gone girl we walked out of the theater I immediately called our friend, your brother-in-law, Andy, said, you have to see Gone Girl. And he said, okay, I'm on my way. And I waited at the theater (laughs) and watched it again. So I saw it twice on opening night. It was that good. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I might have to check that one out then. All right. So there you go. That's our uh, top five to six favorite movies. (laughs) They could not be more different, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, um, let's see here. Let's just go, uh, just a general one. Favorite bird. Okay, so I knew we were going to have to ask this question. This has been submitted several times, and I'm not saying that I have avoided it, but I would Paul's not like, say... I hate birds. <laughs> I am not a... I, I am bird neutral. <laughs> I have... I have no strong feelings about birds, okay? You don't see a certain bird and be like, man, that bird's really cool. I have never once in my life said that bird is cool. But this question has been submitted. I know we have some bird lovers in our Discord. I think a lot of people would say a a kiwi bird. Is that what they're called? The ones you always see like the statues with their like beak in the ground. Mm -hmm. I I guess, I don't know, penguins? Penguins are birds, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Penguin. Have you ever seen March of the Penguins? No. You never saw the Morgan Freeman, like, March of the Penguins movie? I never did. It was a phenomenal movie. I also did not see Mr. Popper's Penguins, but I did love that book as a kid. I never saw that movie. That sounds dumb. The title throws me off. (laughs) It's a Jim Carrey Uh, movie. For me, hands down, owls. I love all owls, owls. man. They're so freaking cool, dude. Like, I literally become a little kid... Like anytime somebody posts a picture of an owl or like we see an owl, because I feel like for being a common bird, we don't see a lot of owls. And I know they exist in the desert in Arizona, but I see very, very few owls in the wild. And so if I see one, I'm literally like, oh, oh, look, guys, it's an owl. It's an owl. Look. And then everybody's going, like, where, where? I just I feel like an idiot because I'm like, yeah, it's a bird sitting up there, but I get so excited, man. When you were in grade school, did you guys ever dissect owl pellets? Yes. We did too. Yeah. And that was is is that not really weird? It's a little weird. I don't know. And it's not even that cool. Like I remember they were always saying things like, Yeah, you might find like mouse or rat bones in their yeah, of pellets. Of course you're going to find mouse and rat bones. It's an owl. What else are they eating? <laughs> yeah, but I remember it being like a huge letdown. I think in my like fifth grade mind, it was going to be like a full mouse skeleton, like skeleton? or something. Yeah, like I'm going to excavate it. Yeah, not and like in reality, just ground up bones and little pieces and you're like, yeah, this is kind of yeah, dumb. Yeah, kind of boring. All right. Well, hey, there was an easy one for you, Paul. So 
All right. Well, I'll piggyback off of that question since we're on this topic of animals. Why are cats so popular in the U.S.? Now, first of all, are cats not popular outside of the U.S.? I don't think they're as popular, man. Which not is, as big, which is, huh? And I don't think... Uh, now, we could be wrong here, but we do have many uh, you know, overseas uh, people that listen to the show and are in the Discord server. Uh, I think most of the rest of the world treats cats like the animals that they are and lets them outside and lets them hunt and stuff like that. Whereas in the U S if you own a cat, like the cat lives in your house and never goes outside for the most part. Right. Like that's the overwhelming like thought on cats in the United States. Now I know not everybody does that because I've actually known people that let their cats outdoors and stuff like that. I have two cats. I have two cats and two dogs. I absolutely love cats. I think they're super cool. Um, you know, people say dogs or cats. I say, hey, why not both? Because I think they're they're just awesome animals. Um, but yeah, I think I think in the United States we keep more cats, but we keep them inside with us more. Yeah, I mean, there's no denying that they're adorable, right? I mean, the internet loves cats for a reason. One of my favorite subreddits is illegally small cats and like just little kittens. <laughs> gotta join this subreddit now oh yeah yeah if you've never seen it you'd love it these are like newborn kittens that are only like a day or two old just like looking super cute i mean i totally get it i have never owned a cat fun fact well i guess maybe maybe not so fun fact but uh, uh an interesting fact after i moved out my family stole a neighborhood cat and took it with them when they moved. So I did not think this was very cool. Uh, but my parents, there, there was a cat in the neighborhood. And they would leave food out for this cat. And so it would come eat, right? Now, here in Arizona, we have a lot of people. You alluded to it. A lot of people do let their cats out at night. So this was a cat that was never seen during the day. It would only show up at night and they would feed it. And then my parents bought a new house and they moved and so they took the cat with them. And I told them, I was like, like, that's, that's someone's kidnapped that cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they were like, no, this cat comes over every day. And it's like, well, it's, it's only at night. Right. And then, so anyway, they had this cat for a few years until it ended up dying. So I never had a cat, but my family did have one after I moved out. Are you allergic? See, I feel like that's the main reason that people don't like cats is if they're allergic to them, because then they're just little like demon spawns to people at that point. So my wife's parents had two cats that I absolutely loved. I would let them crawl all over me. And my eyes looked like the characters in Animal Crossing when they get stung by bees. Like, my eyes would get so red and puffy. And my mother-in-law, because this is before Allegra was over the counter. You had to have a prescription. And so she would just give me her Allegra because I would just be dying. My eyes were watering. And I just didn't care. I would I would just fight through it to play with the cats. Yeah. I love cats, man. Just, like, every morning I get up, I make my coffee, I sit at my computer you know, check the internet and all that. And my cat always a hundred percent of the time jumps in my lap, lays down and starts purring while I drink my coffee. Yeah. And it's just glorious, man. <laughs> nice. All right. all right. You're up, Josh. All right. We got time for a few more here. All right. Let's keep yeah. this thing cooking. All right. <laughs> this is, you might have to think about this one a little bit, Paul. Weirdest thing that you've ever seen. You know, somehow I knew you were going to pick this question when I was looking at the list. Well, then you should be prepared, Paul. 
Do you want me to answer first while you think about your answer? Yeah, because I'm kind of struggling to think of okay. something here. True story. So my wife, we I lived in Louisiana for 10 years. That's where I met my wife and she was born and raised. So her parents uh, had a, like, they have like a hunting camp, right? Because there's a lot of rural area in Louisiana. And so we used to go up to this hunting camp that was way out in the middle of freaking nowhere, uh, you know, so people could go hunting. But we'd just go up there on the weekends with her family and stuff like that. So we, her parents had already gone to the camp. I had to work or something. So we, I get off of work. We're driving up there. It's nighttime. We get to the road that leads to the camp. We're driving along and we're on this dirt road out in the middle of freaking nowhere. And we round this turn and I hit the brakes and I say, did you see that? And my wife says, yes, there was a little girl standing in the woods. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm not making this up. This is hundred yeah. percent true because it was something like out of a horror movie, dude. It was, we both saw it. It was there for a second, bright as day. And then it was not there. And we both went like, what the heck was that? And then I hit the gas and we got the heck out of there really, really quickly. But it was like <laughs> one of those things where, you know how sometimes you're like, Oh man, I thought I saw like a kid. You're like, no big deal. Your brain's thinking stuff, whatever. But the, when when my wife saw it and she was like, yeah, I saw it too. We both got like these huge chill bumps and we both got really freaked out. I don't know what it was, but we both saw it sitting there and then it was gone. Like maybe it was just a neighbor's kid that was outside playing in the woods at night. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't yeah. know. But that you was one of the weirdest stop things. You were going to stop and figure it out. Yeah. I, yeah. I was not <laughs> stopping at that point. Like I've seen the ring. I know what happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but yeah, I still remember that to this day, man. It was not a fun experience. It was more than just my brain though. Cause like I said, my wife was right there. She saw it too. Um, so yeah, whatever scary kid out in the middle of the woods, you know, please leave us alone. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know that I've really ever seen anything, uh, inordinately weird. Like I am also very famous for having tunnel vision and not seeing anything outside it. So if you saw a girl out of the side that was on the, on the side of the road, I wouldn't even see them because I am solely focused on my lane looking forward. That's all I would see. So even just recently, a couple weeks ago, uh, our, our church has painted their outside building and apparently they painted it jet black. And before this, it was like a light white color. And so they made mention of it. And my wife asked me what the building looks like. And I said, I legitimately did not notice that they painted the entire building a completely different color because I just, I'm not observant of things like that. <laughs> People get haircuts. I was going to lose say, weight. That was my next question. They get is pregnant. Like, your wife. Has your wife ever gotten a haircut no. or like dyed her hair and you don't notice? Of and course. You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and I don't, I don't try to be ob- oblivious to that stuff. I just don't notice it naturally. That's so funny. I'm, I, I may have driven past 700 weird things and I just, I'm not even going to notice it. So I don't even have an answer. All right. Well, I'll answer another one for you then. We were going somewhere <laughs> right. at night. I don't remember where we were going on a road trip or somewhere. We're on the freeway and up next to us pulls up an old school bus that's painted black. And inside the school bus are a ton of neon lights and people dancing. And we could okay. hear the bass like coming out. It was it was like this, like a rave bus. Like That's the best way I can describe it is somebody rented out a bus and they were having a rave 
in the bus while it's driving down the freeway and it just passes us by with all of its glowing rave lights and its music and these there was 30 people in there dancing jumping up and down in this bus and i just remember going like what the heck was that (laughs) did you see that my wife's like was that a party in a bus like what was happening there and we both were just like i have no idea but that seems like a really good time too oh that's so funny isn't that what you start off on in Fortnite? I was going to say, isn't you get it in the party, party bus, bus yeah, and then maybe, you have to. Maybe, uh, maybe they saw the same party bus. Yeah, maybe they were just having a Fortnite, you know, role, <laughs> role play night or something like that. Oh boy! All right, so we only have time for maybe one or two more questions here. I, I promise this is one that we would ask here today. The last two games that you played are fused together into one brand new game. What is this new game, and how is it? This is going to be kind of a boring answer for me, but in the spirit of the <laughs> okay. question, it was Rocket League and Overwatch, uh, because <laughs> okay. those are the games that I play almost daily, whether it's just for one match or so. Um, so it would be Rocket Watch? Over I could kind of see it. Over I could see it. You just have cars that are like different classes, right? They have you- different stats <gasps> and different abilities. Paul, we, we might just be onto made, something. We just made Twisted Metal. This is why everybody hears me talk about Twisted Metal, and this is why, because it is Rocket League meets Overwatch. Yeah, there you go. So I would say your fusion actually works quite well. Yes, it does, because that's one of my favorite game series, too. What about you? My last two, I'm not so sure how this is going to go, but my last two are Rise of the Tomb Raider and Return of the Obra Dinn. Oh. So So (laughs) I guess... Return of the Tomb Raider? But it's in black and white? Yes. Black and white with terrible <laughs> graphics. Boy, that's really going to crush that game. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's that that's taking like both games and kind of wrecking it, right? Like yeah, this is not going to work that's out so good. That's not jiving, man. That's like watermelon and mustard. It just doesn't <laughs> yeah. doesn't mix, man. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can have like those feud, feud, food fusions that are delicious and sometimes it's nonsense. I feel like this one's nonsense. I, I honestly don't even know how you would do that. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's an odd one. I've played both of those. Well, actually I don't know that I played Rise of the Tomb Raider, but I can't imagine it's very different than any of the other newer Tomb Raiders, right? No, like, there is ex- Shadow of the Tomb Raider and something else. They're all exactly the same, but I don't think that's a bad thing. They they're all super fun. All right, here's I like this one, man. This is this is a neat question because it makes me think, what is the coolest thing you own that isn't necessarily expensive? Because it's very easy to say, oh, well, my 88-inch TV is super cool or my $3,000 computer or whatever, right? But it's like, sure. what is the thing that you own that maybe isn't super-duper expensive that's just super cool? I have a very easy answer for this. And I don't think you and I have ever talked about it. Ooh. I have a flamethrower <gasps> that I use to Wait, sear meat. a flamethrower? I'm coming over, Paul. Show's over. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like a weapon flamethrower. It's for for cooking. So I have, it's, I think, a Grill Blazer, I think is the name brand. But basically, you it looks like a, I, dude, I, I wish I had it with me so I could show you. It looks like a silenced pistol, and it screws into a propane tank. You light it, and then you press a button, and it comes out like a flamethrower. And the first time I used it, I called my boys outside because they're 10 and 12. And I they they wanted to see me use it for the first time. And when I did, 
they jumped back because it was so loud. Like the whoosh is is really loud. And uh, they actually jumped back. And my sons asked if it was legal. So <laughs> that that I would say is the coolest thing that I own. I love cooking. I have a smoker. I also have a sous vide device. So if I have to sear food in the past, I always used a cast iron on the stove. But now I've got my super cool flamethrower, which is also a lot of fun to use. Man, this, this question is a little tough for me because I love technology and by nature, technology, cool technology tends to be a little bit expensive. Um, you know, I've got my whole house is the Philips Hue bulb, so I can color change <laughs> everything in every room. I can sync it up to lights. I can sync it up to just about anything. Um, they're not cheap, though. Uh, I also have like a whole home Sono sound system. So that's like a wireless stereo system that can play in every room of the house and it's seamless and stuff like that. So that's kind of really cool because... You can have music in every room, you know, where there's no delay or anything as you walk from one room into the other. Or you can play different songs in different rooms of the house. And it's all wireless, so it's really neat because you don't have to have speaker wires and stuff like that. But that's not cheap either. Um, I, I like... I love like weapons. I've always been mm. a fan of like martial weapons. So I actually have like a katana set. I have like Chinese stars, like throwing stars. I have throwing daggers. I have axes and really fancy like medieval daggers and stuff like that. So I have this like really neat kind of martial weapons collection. Are you Dwight Schrute? Do you hide these like under the couch and at any moment you can just pull out some yeah, kind of martial arts weapon? Ninjas are going to attack, man. <laughs> You know, you got to be prepared, Paul. You just opened one of your drawers in the kitchen. You've got throwing stars. I do. I actually have Chinese stars. And my one day I found them in... Well, actually, I know where they are, but I pulled them out of a drawer and I had this big piece of cardboard in the garage. And so I put it out in like the driveway and I was letting my kids throw these Chinese stars. Yeah. And they just thought it was the coolest thing in the world because they'd never even seen them before. I actually ordered these things out of a magazine when I was like eight years old. So this is before the internet, right? I found this like martial arts magazine and I remember my brother and I flipping through this thing and we ordered, this is back in the day when you had to like fill in the page with the order that you wanted, take a check and mail it to the place. Sure. And then hope that you got your stuff like six months later. <laughs> yeah. Did you have and to make four easy these, payments of yeah, 1999? Yeah, I got these Chinese stars, man. <laughs> I still have them to this day. And we had a blast with them, man. So, I mean, if you're into weapons, then those are really cool, I guess. But how funny. You know, I'll, I'll go one more answer because I thought this was fun. Maybe no one out there will care, but uh, I thought it was neat. Uh, we've been really teaching our kids a lot about different cultures around the world and we do it primarily through food. So we have like an international cuisine night. And so we'll order some kind of food like, you know, Ethiopian and we'll talk about like their culture and what they eat and why and and things like that. And uh, so we love going to the world market. I don't know if you ever shop there. We have one really close to both of our houses and I got some really cool international candy bars that they have. So they have an Australian candy bar called Violet Crumble. Have you ever heard of this? No. Super cool candy bar. First of all, they're pretty big. But what they do is they like bake some kind of like, it's almost like a Butterfinger on the inside. It doesn't taste like peanut butter, but it's almost like a Butterfinger mixed with the inside of a Whopper. So they bake it with like baking soda. So it gets like little air pockets. And when you bite on it, it's just like really crispy and they're delicious. And things like that make me wonder why 
we still have some really stupid candy bars in our aisles and we don't get these cool things like violet crumble bars. So anyway, the, I have I have one in the house. We were all splitting it after dinner tonight, and I thought that was fun. You ever had the like the Stroop waffles or something? They're like the little wafers with the maple stuff in between them. It is my number one favorite cookie, dude. I love I, Stroop waffles. They're I so good. Love those things, man. I will eat the entire container because you eat one and then you just go like, "Oh my goodness, that was amazing!" And then you eat like eight more, and then you go, "Yeah, I really want more of those." And dude, then the whole package a, it's, is gone. <laughs> It's a delicious flat waffle with caramel and like spices like cinnamon and everything on the inside. What what can you not love? They're chewy and gooey and delicious. I love strip waffles so much. Go to world market. (laughs) (laughs) You can also find those at target. So sometimes in the target aisle. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see them in the checkout line and it's hard to say no to a strip waffle. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, we see eye to eye on something food wise, Paul. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, thanks so much to everyone out there who has submitted questions. If we didn't get to yours, don't worry. We keep a document that's got a huge backlog of old ones, but we would love to always receive more. So please send those our way. And we will be back with a 30-minute episode on Thursday, breaking down this week in gaming. Can't wait until we are able to talk to you guys then. I guess I hope you all have a good time gaming. Hope you have a good holiday season. And we'll see you guys on Thursday. Come join our Discord. Come chat with us. See you, everybody.